And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, Joan Fontaine stars in a love story on the General Electric Theater from 1953. Then Ozzy is in a rut and is determined to get out of it on part one of a comedy adventure of Ozzy and Harriet from 1948. With me to help present these radio classics is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. Hey, what's happening in Hollywood? So this is exciting. I think we're in the wrong field. Yeah. Okay, so Lady Gaga is set to kick off. I'm on a baseball field. What field are you on? I'm Football left field, field clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga is set to kick off her residency in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, this is at the MGM Park Theater. Have you ever been to the MGM? I have been there. Yeah. And the MGM Grand? Right, exactly. Yeah, okay. So this theater is about 5,200 seats. Wow. And she gets about a million dollars a show. No, it can't be. Yeah. No, it, I can't believe that. All right. Well, that's what How's my that sources possible? are telling me. It's about $75 million over two years guaranteed, plus that's additional costs insane. and, you know, selling and concessions and whatever. $72 million. Britney Spears has her show there. It's called Peace of Me, and that's right. at Planet Hollywood, and she has grossed over $135 million since she started. Is she single? So. I think she, she might be. Yeah, I I need to call her back. She was calling me and calling me, and you I was know, when she was going through that the hard times. Hmm. I didn't return her call. You know, but she now, might be a little old for you. Mm, yeah, but she has a hundred and fifty million dollars. So at least, so well, the, just from this show alone, right? But if you are heading to Las Vegas, I think Lady Gaga would be a spectacular show. To Lady see. Gaga single too. There you go. So I think I need to be in Vegas. I'm telling you, you're right, in the wrong all the place. single women are. That's it. All the single ladies, um, all the single all, ladies, all the yeah. So like there, I could get my own show singing that. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks, Lisa. Sure, Carl. That's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot, a lot, it's a lot, lot of dough. It's time now for the General Electric Theater. This was a dramatic anthology. Came to radio in 1953. Featured top stars in dramatizations of famous films. People like Cary Grant, Irene Dunn, William Holden, William Powell, Anne Blythe. Joan Fontaine, Van Johnson, many, many more. Radio's top director, Norman MacDonnell, was at the helm with Wilbur Hatch providing the music. It was sponsored by General Electric, and it aired on CBS for one season. We have an episode for you now from September 24, 1953. This is called The Enchanted Cottage. It stars Joan Fontaine. Here's part one of the General Electric Theater. The General Electric Theater, tonight starring Miss Joan Fontaine. This is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to the General Electric Theater, presented by the makers of famous, dependable kitchen and home laundry appliances, General Electric. Tonight we bring you Miss Joan Fontaine in The Enchanted Cottage.
the General Electric Company is privileged to present the most popular story of all those written by one of England's greatest playwrights. And to star in this unforgettable drama, we have with us an actress who is among America's brightest and most talented stars. It is with great pride that we bring you a transcription of The Enchanted Cottage by Sir Arthur Wing Pinero, starring Miss Joan Fontaine. And now the first act of The Enchanted Cottage, starring Miss Joan Fontaine. If you want Mrs. Morgan, she's gone to the village. Go away. Miss Ashley, it's Larry Penning. Shack at the far end of the beach, remember? Miss Ashley. One moment. What is it you want, Mr... Oh, I thought you were alone. I brought Major Hill to call on you. How do you do, Miss Ashley? Major's dog is at the vets, and I happen to be walking this way, so I... Dog? A guide dog. I'm blind. Oh, won't you come in? Thank you. I didn't mean to be so... Well, this isn't exactly one of my good days. I, I'm expecting visitors from the city, and it, it's upsetting. You want me to clear out? No, no. Please, sit down. Sofa behind you, Major. All right, thanks. Well, if you don't mind, Miss Ashley, I'll, I'll wait in the garden. Call me when you're ready to go, Major. All right, Larry. He's a very decent fellow, isn't he? Have you gotten to know him at all? I've passed his place a few times, walking along the beach. We've nodded and said hello. What is it you want with me, Major? Well, I've put off this visit until you've had a chance to settle down here. Now that you have, and since we're to be neighbors, so to speak, and since there are so few of us along this stretch of coast, I thought we might get together occasionally. I see. It's a solitary spot you've hit upon. But you've already discovered how lonely it can be. I bought this cottage because it is lonely. If no one ever came near me, I'd I'd like it even more. Oh, are you ill? Well, don't I sound it. I was in a crash, an accident, automobile. Coming home from a party, my escort was not as sober as I thought. He came through in excellent shape while I... While you... My face... Nerves were destroyed and my face is just... It might have been worse. You might have been... Oh, you would... And you might have been worse. Did it make your blindness easier to bear when you were told it might have been worse? No. No, you're right. It didn't. I, uh... was a rather promising sculptor before the war. I suppose I oughtn't to give way like this. Why not, if it makes you feel better? You don't, apparently. <laughs> you haven't given me a chance, Miss Ashley. Excuse my bad manners, Major... Every so often I get to brooding and I get these headaches and... I'm holding my hand out to you. I'm happy to make your acquaintance. And please call me Livia. Thank you, Livia. Thank you. Well, uh, having broken the ice, I'll be on my way. So soon? You've some people coming. My sister and her husband. Yes, they're driving down. They're determined to make a thing of it. A thing? My burying myself, they call it. They won't let me alone. They keep hammering at me. They say they can't understand my eccentric conduct. They don't realize, they don't realize that I'm done, I'm finished. They say I shouldn't withdraw from friends and relations. They're so maddeningly normal, they can't grasp that my chief aim in life now is to avoid those who knew me as I was. Oh, nonsense, Livy, that's rubbish. Oh, my face wasn't always like this. 
When I look into my mirror, I... Oh, it's so unfair. Why me? Miss Why Ashley. me? Miss Ashley. Olivia. Oh, stop it now, huh? Someone's coming. Oh, that's a good girl. Uh, there was no mail, miss. I brought the paper. Oh, good day, Major Hill. Good day to you. It's Mrs. Morgan. Oh, hello, Mrs. Morgan. Nice to meet you again. Housekeeping for Miss Ashley now, I own. Is anything wrong, miss? Is she all right, Major? Well, it's nothing, Mrs. Morgan. Thank you. We'll call you if we want anything. Certainly, Major. I, I'm sorry. I know how it is. I went through it myself, remember? I said to myself, well, you're blind. There it is. There's nothing you can do about it. But I found something I could give myself to. What? Well, it's nothing very grand. This section of the country is rich in history, tradition, folklore. Well, I do research in history and I write about it. Sometimes I even manage to sell what I write. This cottage of yours, for example, it's not very interesting to you, is it? What about this cottage of mine? Ever notice the window overlooking the garden? Take a close look at it. Go on, go on. Huh. What do you see? Names. Names scratched on the pane. Ralph and Eleanor. Edward and Margaret. Charlotte and John. Yes, yes, the names of your predecessors. Young men and women who spent their honeymoons within these walls for generations back. This cottage was once part of a large estate. And it was led to newlyweds? Mm-hmm. For hundreds of years, a custom of the family. Just imagine the wealth of grace and beauty and love that this old place has known. The enchantment it has witnessed. The magic it has exerted. Oh. That must be my sister. Will you stay with me? No, no, I, I would, but... Larry is very sensitive of the facial burns he got in the war. It upsets him to be seen by strangers. I can understand that. He and I are a match there. Larry! Larry, I'm ready now. You mind if we leave by way of the garden? Oh, of course not. Uh, when do I see you again? Soon, soon. I'll come again very soon. Now, this has been a short visit, Major. Miss Ashley has a headache. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You got anything for it in the house? Oh, nothing of it is any good. Well, I'll bring you something. I'll be back in a few minutes, Miss Ashley. Goodbye, Major. And thank you. Bye, Livia. How was your business, Morgan? Alec, you have my cigarette case? Livy, we're here. Never mind, Alec. I had it in my hand. There you are. Livy, darling. Hello, Diane. How are you? Let me look at you. Oh, you're looking much better, isn't she, Alec? Isn't she looking much better? Hi, Livy. Hello, Alec. Have a nice trip. Oh, it was ghastly, darling. It was sickening and revolting. We were stopped three times for speeding. They held us up hours. Talk, 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 talk. The longer each one delayed us, the faster Alec had to drive. I tried to explain that to them, but... Shall I serve now, Miss Ashley? Oh, Pat! Well, I'm sorry. Were you expecting us to stay for luncheon? Well, we can't. We're expected at the Tartan list for the weekend. Never mind, Mrs. Morgan. Yes, ma'am. Well, now, darling, we'll simply plunge into the reason for our visit, shall we? Well, make it quick, like little bunnies. Well, if it has anything to do with my leaving here, Diane, I'd rather not go into it. Oh, but, sweet, surely you've realized by now that shattered spirits are not restored by this sort of existence? She's right, Liv. This sort of place is all the drawbacks of a grave oh, with please. none of the advantages. Both of you don't start all over again. I'm where I want to be, and I'm going to stay. But it's not good for you to be so alone. It only makes things worse. It's unhealthy. Please. Neurotic. We worry so about you. It really gets us down, Oh, Liv. it's very good of you, but it would be so much better for you if you came back to the city, to people who know you and would rally round. Oh, no, no, I've tried that. No, it was horrible for me. Can't you understand? The look on people's faces when they saw mine. The dutiful visits by friends. The tones of pity. 
I'll never go back to it. Oh, that's all your imagination, sweet. Really? Ever so many people told us about it for a while. They grew used. So cruel. And how can you be so thoughtless? Have you considered our position, Alex and mine? Your position? Yes. There's all sorts of talk behind our backs that we're negligent of you, that we've let you go off by yourself like a sick cat. Quite a few people have turned cool toward us because of it. I don't mind telling you it's done Alec no good at all professionally. And Livy, if you won't go back to your former life, we've discovered a very nice so rest home. So that's why really you're concerned. Love. Your social standing. Anna, hold on. Get out of here. Get out. Get out. I really do think we'd best go, Alec. No. She needs looking after, Di. Perhaps a legal guardian of something. Ah, here we are, Miss Ashley. Two of these and a glass of water and... Miss Ashley. I shall have to leave this cottage. Leave? Because of my family. They won't let me alone. They're just gone. And what do you think they have in mind for me? A rest home. A legal guardian. Oh, that's ridiculous. <sighs> But may I say something? It really isn't good for you to live alone. Many times when I've seen your light at night across the water, I... I've thought of you, here all by yourself, staring at the walls, and I... Here, here are the tablets. I'll be going. No, don't go yet. Imagine you're thinking about me like that. Well, you're very kind. Please, I... I don't be startled by what I'm going to say now. I'm wretched, terribly wretched at times. You can't be much happier... We're both in the same boat, aren't we? Mr. Penning, would... Would you marry me and live here? That would keep my family away. I, I try not to get on your nerves. Well, if, if you want to marry, you must know dozens of men who... Oh, but that's just it. The man I once knew, they... will look at me. They wouldn't have me. I understand. You want to marry me not just to keep your family at arm's length, but... Because I have the special qualification of being ugly. I'm much obliged. Oh, no, Mr. Penning. Quite Larry. all right. Doesn't matter. Oh, forgive me. I, I wouldn't hurt you for, for the world. I, I really meant... I know there'd be no romance in such a marriage. Couldn't be. But we could be friends. Oh, I am sorry that I've hurt you. Don't be. As if I didn't know what I look like. It's a shock, of course, to be told of it so bluntly, but... I make such a mess of everything. Oh, no, 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 Miss Ashley, don't, please. Oh, no, no, Libby, no, 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 stop, please. Here, here's a handkerchief. You, you've had rather a rough morning of it, haven't you? Would, would you care to come for a walk along the beach... With me? I would like to. Very much, Larry. Oh, what is it, Mike? Why have we stopped, boy? Oh, tree branch almost bumped my head, didn't I? All right, Mike, lead on. What is it now? The door? All right, Mike, right. Everything under control. Here we are. No rest, Mike. Anyone home? It's Major Hill and a friend. Is anyone home? Oh, 
Welcome back, Major. Thank you, Mrs. Morgan. It's good to be back. And this is Mike. How do you like him? He's a very handsome dog. Yes, isn't he, though? You were gone a long time. Well, it takes six weeks, you know. Mike and I had to work together to see if we were right for each other, and we are, aren't we, old boy, huh? Oh, I was sorry to hear your other dog died at the vets. Thank you. Are, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Penning in? Uh, they've gone for a stroll. They'll be back in a few minutes. When Mrs. Penning phoned me this afternoon, she puzzled me a bit. They're well, you say? Yes, sir. Then what's happened to them that's so extraordinary? I... I can't say, sir. Except they seem to... to be in hiding. They're on their honeymoon, of course, and honeymooners do like to be alone, but you'll be the first person they've seen since their marriage except me. And me they're shy of. They never go out until nightfall, and then they wrap themselves up and cover their faces and they... Mm. We're back, Mrs. Morgan. Has the Major come? Uh, Yes, ma'am. He's waiting. Uh, Let me have your coats. Oh, no, that's all right. Hello, Major. Oh, it's so good to see you again. Hello, Olivia. Larry, how are you? Wonderful. You've no idea how wonderful. Well, don't keep him waiting. Tell him. (laughs) Tell me what? Well, sit down, Major. This is going to come as a... Now, sit down, please. All right. Now, what is it? Oh, if if only you could see us. Yes, if only you could see us. We're in a devil of a predicament. We don't know where to turn for advice, except to you. Predicament? I told you over the phone that something out of the common had befallen Yes, us. yes, but what? What is it? What's the mystery? Well, you'll never believe it, but, but I've become... She's beautiful, Major. Gloriously beautiful. And as for Larry, he's so... Don't you hear the difference in us? Yes. Yes, I... When did this happen? When did the change begin? After our marriage. Almost as soon as we set foot in the cottage. That's when the change began. It was gradual. And when we finished dinner and lighted the lamps, I I became aware that Livy was positively radiant. And Larry, he was no longer... We didn't know what to make of it. We still don't know how it happened. I thought of what you told me about the history of this cottage. All those handsome, beautiful honeymooners. Imagine the enchantment these rooms of witness you said and the magic exerted here. Remember? Ridiculous to think of supernatural powers, and yet... Anyway, what shall we do, Major? Do? Well, it's an awkward position. People around us are probably regarded as the ugliest they've ever seen, and if they see us now, it's bound to... Well, I, I mean, what do I tell them? Help us. Give us your advice. Very well. I say take the gift and enjoy it without question. Enjoy it, humbly, as a heaven-sent miracle. Do you really think Think? so? I know. I, too, am waiting. Oh, dear Major. Uh, may, May I ask you a favor? Of course. Diane and Alec, my sister and her husband, they're coming tomorrow. I wish you'd be here around three o'clock. Have you told them about... No, that's why I want you to be here. We'll need your support. They know I'm married now, but the other things... Well, if you think my presence will make things easier for you, of course. Thank you. You've given me the biggest surprise I've ever had. I won't sleep a wink tonight. Well, come on, Mike, let's go. See you in a while. Good night, both of you. Good night. Good night, Major. Well, I'm darned if the Major has made matters much clearer to me, but... For the peace of our souls, let's do as he advises. Accept the gift 
and enjoy it. Enjoy it, revel in it, luxuriate in it. Oh, Larry, I love you so. Oh, Larry, I'm so happy. Major. Oh, we're so sorry to have kept you waiting. Well, we wanted to look our very best, you know. Well, of course you did, I understand. What time is it? Well, it's, uh, it's almost three. We've been talking, Larry and I, and... Major, could we impose upon you a bit more? Oh, Livy, you're not imposing on me. What is it? Well, we would like you to explain to Diane and Alec exactly what's happened to us. If they were prepared for the revelation, it would save us a bit of the embarrassment. Will you do it? Uh, please, Major. Well, I've never met the... Uh, uh, Smallwood. Yes, yes, uh, it's awkward, but I'll do it, Livia. Yes, of course I'll do it. Oh, thank you. That's one problem solved. You see, on top of everything else, Mrs. Morgan is ill. What's wrong? I don't know. When I told her we were having guests for tea, she went white as a sheet. I don't know why. She's sitting in the kitchen now and won't talk to us. So you see that... Oh, they're here. Larry, quick, upstairs. We'll be waiting, Major. J- just call us when you're ready. All right. All right. That's part one of the General Electric Theater. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now let's get back to the General Electric Theater. Libby? Libby? Yes, where are you, newlywed? Oh, you suppose they've forgotten where... Oh... Mr. and Mrs. Smallwood? Oh, yes. I'm Major Hill, a friend of Livia's and Larry's. They were kind enough to invite me to meet you. Oh, how do you do? How do you... Where are they? I told Livy we'd be rushed for time. We're due at the Haverleys for the weekend. They're upstairs waiting for me to uh, summon them. What? They've asked me to prepare you for a surprise. A great surprise. Oh, uh, you don't mean about her, her husband's face, do you? She wrote that he was far from attractive. That's it. We knew it even before they were married. No, that's not it, but it does bring me to the point. Larry Penning was an ugly man and... Was? Yes. Try to understand this. From the moment they were married, they've changed. What are you talking about? What what changed? Livia is no longer a wretched caricature of herself. You'll find she is as lovely as she used to be. And Larry is a strong, handsome young man. Livy? No longer disfigured? Mm-hmm. You see for yourself. Here, I'll call them now. Livia! Livia! Larry! Come down! Oh, I can hardly believe it. Alec? No, no, don't ask me, Di. I have no answers. I, I think I... What's taking them so long? Shh, here they are. Diane! Alec! This is my husband. How do you do? And I, I'm happy to meet you. Well, I, I imagine you're, you're both a bit bowled over. Major Hill has explained how it happened. Happened? The change in us, in Larry and me. Oh, did you ever hear of anything so marvelous? Well, say something. Oh, you can't judge how Larry has altered, but you can see the difference in me, can't you? Livy, listen. Uh, listen to me. I, yes, yes, it, it, it's a remarkable change, Livy. It, it, it's remarkable. Is that all you have to say? What's the matter with you both? Why, why do you stare? Livy, sweetie, it's just as the Major said. Uh, astonishing. 
Look, I wish we had more time to tell you how, how pleased we are, but, but... Well, you see, this is only a flying visit. We, we really must be on our way. Yes, we must. Oh, goodbye, dears. Every happiness to you both. I'll write soon, darling. Goodbye, Major. Harry, Alec. Goodbye, all. I... I don't understand. They didn't seem to see any difference at all. What's the meaning of their behavior? We are good-looking, aren't we, Major? Aren't we? You can hear it, can't you? Larry, let me touch your face. Uh, what? What? Don't... don't ask me. I... You don't mean to imply that we've been lying to you, do you? Mrs. Morgan! No, don't call her, don't. Mrs. Morgan! I'm frightened, Larry. It's all right, love. I'm here. I'm here. You called me, ma'am? Mrs. Morgan, I want you to tell us the truth. Since Mr. Penning and I were married, has... has our appearance changed? Has it? No, ma'am. No. There's been no change. Oh. I'm sorry. I knew you'd find out the truth this afternoon, and it nearly broke me. And yet, what is there to be sorry for? You love each other. And a man and a woman in love have a gift of sight not granted to other folk. And so long as you feel as you do, you'll never be anything to one another but fair and handsome. Look at me. I'm an old scarecrow of a woman. But if my man could rise from his grave and walk in this minute... I'd be pretty to him. I'd be pretty to him. Well, no fault of yours, Major. No, I, uh, I want to go off and think about this. Come on, Mike. Don't feel badly, Major. No, no, I'll try not to. Bye. Darling. Yes. After all, what does it matter? You're pretty to me. And you'll always, always be handsome to me. There. Hold me tight, Larry. Happy? Yes. I'm happy, Larry. star, Miss Joan Fontaine. Thank you for being with us tonight. It's been a pleasure. Good night, everybody. General Electric Theater has brought you The Enchanted Cottage, starring Miss Joan Fontaine. Featured in tonight's cast were William Johnstone as Larry Penning, Tom Tully as Major Hill, Gloria Gordon as Mrs. Morgan, Loreen Tuttle as Diane Smallwood, and Dan O'Herlihy as Alex Smallwood. The Enchanted Cottage was written by Sir Arthur Pinero and adapted for radio by Walter Brown Newman with editorial supervision 
by Hetmanheim and music by Wilbur Hatch. General Electric Theater was transcribed in Hollywood by Jaime Del Valle. This is Ken Carpenter inviting you to be with us next week at this same time when General Electric, makers of famous, dependable kitchen and home laundry appliances, will bring you Mr. Van Johnson in Old Man's Bride on the General Electric Theater. Join us, won't you? This is the CBS Radio Network. And that's the General Electric Theater from September 24th, 1953, with The Enchanted Cottage starring Joan Fontaine. Also in the cast, William Johnstone, Tom Tully, Gloria Gordon, Lorene Tuttle, and Dan O'Hurley. sponsored by General Electric, as heard on CBS. want to remind all of our listeners that we have thousands and thousands of classic radio shows available for you via digital download at ClassicRadioStore.com. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. And we have the very first classic radio show I ever heard, Suspense on a Country Road, starring Cary Grant, available at that website for you absolutely free because you're a listener of this show. If you have not collected that classic radio show or have you heard that show, you need to go to ClassicRadioStore.com, digitally download it. It's yours absolutely free. It's our gift to you for listening to our radio show each week. That's Classic Radio Store. All right, it's time now for the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Let's go back to November 7, 1948. Ozzy is in a rut. Let's tune it in. Part one of the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Breakfast is ready, Pop. Oh, thanks, Ricky. I bet I know what we're going to have, too. Orange juice, boiled eggs, toast, and coffee. We forgot something very important. For breakfast? Well, we're not going to eat it, but it's on the table and we can't eat without it. Oh, you're so right. Not only that, the solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of International Sterling, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. As we look in at the Nelson household at 1847 Rogers Road, it's just a little past breakfast time. David and Ricky are outside somewhere, and Ozzy and Harriet are just finishing their coffee. More coffee, dear? No, thanks. You didn't finish your eggs, did you? No, I had plenty, thanks. How come you fried them this morning? Oh, I don't know, dear. It's just that you've had boiled eggs every morning for so long, I thought I'd give you a little change and fry them. You didn't like them, did you? Well, I, I ate them, most of them. <laughs> yes, but you didn't like them, I could tell. You didn't smile. Well, I never smile when I'm eating eggs. <laughs> that is, unless it's a wide egg sandwich. Or <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you might like them a little different for a change. Well, there's nothing wrong with them. It's, well, it's just you sort of get used to a certain breakfast. I just figure, why change something just for the sake of changing Suppose that's a masculine attitude. Personally, I kind of like to do things differently once in a while. Get a fresh outlook. Maybe I'm just in a reckless mood today. I've even been thinking of having my hair cut. How do you think I'd look with one of the new short haircuts? Well, I... I wouldn't want you to get a crew cut. <laughs> Don't be silly, dear. You know I never get a crew cut in the winter. It's much too cold. 
I'm surprised you haven't noticed, though. So practically all the girls are wearing shorter hairdos lately. Women are sure hard to figure out. Men like women with long hair and short skirts, and look what happens. It's reverse psychology, dear. Women do the opposite to get the things they want. Look at the attention women have had in the past two years. I suppose so. And you don't want me to get my hair cut? Well, I don't care. After all, it's your head. Funny thing, I noticed that when I was brushing my teeth this morning. <laughs> you asked me for my opinion, I told you. I like your hair the way it is. If you want to get it cut, for goodness sakes, go ahead. It's your head. Oh, I, I said that. <laughs> you know, it's funny how men get set in their ways. Seems to be a masculine trait to resist any sort of a change. You're used to boiled eggs, fried won't do. You're used to seeing my hair long, so you don't want me to get it cut. Well, it isn't a question of men being set in their ways. At least I'm not. I, I just, I like my eggs boiled. I've liked them boiled for years. Just because I like the same things year after year doesn't mean I'm set in my ways. What does it mean? Well, it means I'm in a rut. I'm, I, I, I just like certain things. Fact of the matter is, I don't care how you fix my eggs, and I don't care how you wear your hair. Have it cut short, fry it, boil it, poach it. <laughs> it's nothing to get excited about. I'm getting excited. You said I was set in my ways because I like boiled eggs, and it isn't true. To show you, tomorrow you can fix my eggs any way you want to. Fry them, scramble them, or poach them. It won't make a bit of difference because I won't eat them. Hi, Oz. Oh, hi, Athony. Well, be careful, Oz. Don't lean on the wet paint. Huh? Oh, I painted your fence. I thought you just painted it last spring. It's Catherine's idea. It was green before to match the lawn. Now she wants it white. Expects to have a lot of snow this winter. Women get some great ideas, don't they? Yeah, you never know what they're going to think of next. So changeable. One day it's one thing, the next day it's something else. They're never satisfied to leave things as they are. Yeah, that's feminine nature, I suppose. Let me ask you one thing, Thorny. How do you like your eggs cooked? Sunny side up. Are we going to eat here in the yard? <laughs> now, I happen to be a guy who likes boiled eggs in the morning. All of a sudden, out of a clear sky... I get fried eggs this morning. Well, I hope you didn't take a thing like that sitting down on it. If I were you, I'd object plenty. Run an ad in the paper. I will not be responsible for any eggs fried by my wife. <laughs> not only the eggs, it's a whole big silly thing. What would you say, Thorny, if your wife walked up right now and said she wanted to have her hair cut? Would you object? Well, I certainly would. I'd put my foot down. I tell her positively not. That's right, Thorny, because you like her hair the way it is, nice and long. Well, not necessarily long, Oz. I just wanted to have hair. She had it cut yesterday. <laughs> just because I like Harriet's hair the way it is and my eggs boiled, right away I'm set in my ways. You've known me for years, Thorny. Am I set in my ways? Am I a stick in the mud, a fuddy-duddy, narrow-minded? The answer is no. Oz, if you ask me a question, let me answer <laughs> You feel that you're set in your ways, Thorny? Not necessarily. Of course not, but women don't see it that way. Just because a guy enjoys boiled eggs in the morning, they want to change them, switch to fried eggs. Does that make any sense? No. There you go answering it. <laughs> this is Wednesday. We go bowling tonight. We bowl every Wednesday night. Does that mean that we're... No. That we're set in our ways? No. <laughs> Beat you that time. <laughs> I'm on my way down to the drugstore to get some ice cream, vanilla and chocolate. I always get vanilla and chocolate simply because I like vanilla and chocolate. 
Doesn't mean I'm set in my ways. I'll walk you down, Oz. I think the new Esquire magazine is in. Oh, thank you. <coughs> See, there you are. You always walk me down on Wednesday. It just happens that Esquire magazine usually comes in on a Wednesday. Doesn't mean that you're set in your ways. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to buy Esquire. You could buy the Ladies' Home Journal if you wanted to. Well, sure, if I was a lady. <laughs> I mean, if you really wanted to, you could buy the Ladies' Home Journal instead of Esquire. You could do it because you aren't set in your ways. But I like Esquire, huh? Yeah, but you could buy the Ladies' Home Journal, though, Thorny. That's the point I'm trying to make. Oz, I don't think I'll walk you down to the drugstore today. <laughs> Why not? I have a feeling I'd come home with the Ladies' Home Journal. <laughs> Mother, how's your cold? Oh, I'm nearly back to normal, dear. The doctor gave me a shot of a wonderful serum yesterday. Fixed me up overnight. Oh, that's fine. Of course, I still cough a little and sneeze a little, squeeze a little. I thought you were all fixed up. Well, the hives are gone. Hives? <laughs> the hives from the first shot. Oh, you had two shots? Yes. One was for my cold, but my system had a negative reaction and I broke out in hives. So he gave me the second shot for the high. What did he do for your cold? I'm going over to see him in a few minutes. Of course, he's working under a handicap. He's sick of that for the cold himself. <laughs> How are Ozzie and the boys? Oh, fine, thanks. Oh, I almost forgot, Harry. Now, listen to this. On the way downtown this morning, I saw the most beautiful beige rug in the Emporium window. Just perfect for your living room. I'm way ahead of your mother. You've seen it? Mm-hmm, yesterday. In fact, I'm having it delivered tonight while Ozzy's at the bowling alley. You're going to surprise him? Uh, in a way, yes. <laughs> you know how men resist any changes around the house. I figure if he walks in and there it is in familiar surroundings, he's much more apt to like it. Oh, just like your father. I remember I wanted new kitchen linoleum once. So I had the man put it down. Had it all waxed before your father came home. Did he like it? I think he would have if he hadn't broken his arm when he walked in. <laughs> but I think you're doing a smart thing, dear. I hope so. I figure it's worth trying anyway. But let me know how it works out. Okay, Mother. Goodbye. Oh, hello, Emmy Lou. I have to talk to you, Mr. Nelson. Be sure and go down to the Bijou this week. They have a picture there that's simply terrific. Oh, really? Oh, it's so good. It's the return engagement of a re-release of a remake by special request of the manager. Uh, what's the name of it? Tyrone Power. That's a good name for a picture. <laughs> oh, it's such a wonderful movie, Mr. Nelson. Somebody ought to make a book out of it. It's about a man who's completely irresponsible. Oh, I just adore irresponsible men. <laughs> and... and, and... <laughs> And the woman in the picture, she was irresponsible, too. An irresponsible woman? <laughs> oh, what carefree lovers they were. They kissed on the street. They kissed on the bus. They kissed in crowded railroad stations. They wanted people to see him kissing. Even when the hero took the heroine home, he'd strike a match so people could see him kissing goodnight. Well, that's... Very interesting, Emmy, but I've got to go down to the drugstore. Oh, he was so romantic, so unpredictable. Towards the end of the picture, he held the girl in his arms, and everyone in the theater thought they'd get married. But they didn't. He didn't even kiss her. 
Maybe he ran out of matches. <laughs> you should have seen him. He wouldn't work. He was undependable. He was fickle. He had bad habits. He beat her. He was irresponsible. He didn't earn a living. He borrowed money from her. He told lies. He cheated. He gambled. Gee, he was cute. <laughs> you mean to say that women really think that kind of a man is more attractive? Of course they do. What fun is a man who does exactly the same thing every day? What fun is it when you know exactly when your husband is coming home? Oh, say, that reminds me. I'm late now. It takes all the uh, joy out of life to have a dull, stodgy, conservative husband. Women like thrills, excitement. They like a man who's impetuous, gay, devil-may-care. Watch your language, Emmy Lou. <laughs> they like a wild life with an exciting man. A man who does fantastically imaginative, unpredictable things. I imagine you were that way when you were young, wasn't you, Mr. Nelson? What do you mean when I was young, Emmy Lou? I'm not so dependable. I'm not set in my ways. Nobody knows what I'm going to do next. Let me show you something. Yeah, said I pull up my trouser leg. Yeah, look at those garters. One green, one rubber band. <laughs> well, I don't want to keep you. Where'd you say you were going? Uh, down the drugstore and get the ice cream for dinner. Oh, yes, a pint of chocolate and a pint of vanilla. No, there's where you're wrong. I'm getting a quart of Tutti Frutti. <laughs> oh, Mr. Nelson, you're so unpredictable. <laughs> and that's the first portion of The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet from November 7th, 1948. Ozzie is in a rut, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard, sponsored by International Silver, is heard on NBC. Stick around, we'll have more of Hollywood 360 right after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, Carl Amari here. During the month of January, you can digitally download The New Adventures of Michael Shane, Volume 1, featuring 12 detective episodes starring Jeff Chandler. The New Adventures of Michael Shane, Volume 1, is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Also on sale during January at 50% off is Our Miss Brooks, Volume 1, starring Eve Arden in 12 comedy episodes. Our Miss Brooks, Volume 1, is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download The New Adventures of Michael Shane, Volume 1, and Our Miss Brooks, Volume 1, at half price. In February, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during January. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order. While you're there, download an episode of Suspense absolutely free as our gift to you. ClassicRadioStore.com And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next time, it's the conclusion to the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Then it's The Shadow, starring Bill Johnstone from 1942. That's next time right here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.